Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are back. We're talking all things managers with Champions League, FA Cup, relegation, Europe, all of it together. We've got our usual games and the rest of our, I don't know, our usual fun, I guess. Let's go! you've noticed the past few weeks I've started to I don't know I feel like I've I've been a little bit um I don't know having a battle with Gary Neville and I am really frustrated that we have started this pod two weeks later because did you see at the beginning of the week we were talking about why uh, English teams are doing much better in Europe and he started to break down oh it's because of the managers now I think you can all attest that I did start thinking and talking about this like two weeks ago so he's basically stolen our subject. I don't know how he's done it. One of you probably leaked it to him. And uh, yeah, now it looks like we're copying him, so I'm pissed off. Well, what did he say? I'll just say what he said. Well, that's what you usually do anyway, don't you? So um, yeah, it's the usual stuff. Um, they, they started off the subject of basically why are England doing well in Europe again, um, or the Premier League rather. Um, his three main things was uh, money, uh, and how much they invest, uh, players, obviously, because that's what you invest in with the players, and then managers. And he sort of went through the beginning of the 2000s in and around, I think, to 2007, if that's correct, and how many um, European, t- how many English teams were in Europe in semi-finals and finals. Then there was that gap afterwards till about, I don't know, the early noughties, um, till up, up until about now, where... We weren't basically, and now we're back again. And it was because of the the quality of manager that he thinks we're getting in. And obviously, Pep being probably the leader of that, them all, I guess. I don't know if there's any other managers you would say with that Klopp. I mean, Tuchel's in it now. The, the reason I started thinking of it initially was because we started talking about when obviously Pep was in the final, and for some reason, like I, I incorrectly remember something. It was something about Pep never winning the Champions League, but it was. Pep won the Champions League with Barcelona, but hasn't won it since, correct? Correct, yeah. So now he's got the opportunity where he's in the first final with Man City. He doesn't lose finals. If Pep wins this Champions League, can we start to say that he is arguably the second best manager in Premier League history? I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, I haven't... You've kind of sprung that, so I've not thought it through properly. But my That's my right. initial my initial reaction would be no. I don't know what I don't know what it's, the guys think. Who's but, your second but, then, Rory? It's not him. Don't say Wenger. No, not Wenger. Don't be silly. Well, um, who's the, wait, I, that, see, that's why I had second because who, who would be second outside of Wenger? What well, you can say, yeah. Mourinho. I was going to say Mourinho. Yeah, you could say Ranieri. Ranieri won the league with Leicester. Right, yeah, but, can I just can I just be clear on this then? I, I need to get I need to clear this up. Alex Ferguson's number one, right? Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So then how comes I've just said that Pep might be the second best and you said no? Who would you have a second if it isn't Arsene Wenger? I'd probably still have Klopp over 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 Pep. But hold on, you're talking the best Premier League managers ever. Like Klopp hasn't done it for long enough. 
Yeah, Come on, Klopp then. came in. Klopp came in and turned around a struggling team, and then yeah, right. and then but two year, two three years in a row got over. Are you some kind points. of Liverpool fan? What is going on here? No, uh, listen, Guardiola. As much as he's a great manager and he's great at um, imposing his style on a team, if you look at the three jobs that Guardiola has had in football, he took over a Barcelona team with Samuetto, Lionel Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, Yaya Toure. Gerard Piquet, Carlos Pio, Danny Alves, etc., etc., etc. Pretty sure you never said Messi now. Uh, did I not say Messi? <laughs> no, <laughs> Messi, Messi, oh, being, okay, yeah. Messi being the obvious one. Um, as well, and then and then even signed players like David Villa and uh, he and Ibrahimovic, etc., etc. And he won the Champions League with them. But then so, uh, there is an argument to say that that. There's a number of managers that would have won the the Champions League with that with that group of players. Then on and and also it was proven because Spain won three uh, three international tournaments in a row with a lot of those players as the spine. Obviously, the glaring omission from that is Lionel Messi. Um, he then goes to Bayern Munich, who had just won the Champions League when Guardiola walked in. He walked into the reigning Champions League winners, um, the reigning European champions. He turned up. He then didn't even arrive at a final in his three years in Germany. He had players like Bastian Schweinsteiger, Robert Lewandowski. Um, uh, I'm trying. Mats Hummels, Manuel Neuer, Philipp Lahm, etc., etc., etc. He then does three et years there. Been everywhere. Wins, wins the league. Wins the league every year. Bear in mind, can I just caveat this by saying that I have just driven for six hours and I haven't even had a cup of tea yet, so that's why I might seem a little bit slow today. Um, and he then turns up at Man City, like his first year or his second year, spends like a hundred million quid on fullbacks, and he already inherited players like Kevin De Bruyne and Sergio Aguero, and you know other players that he brought David in, Silva. like yeah, David Silva, other players that he brought in like like Bernardo Silva, um, and 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 finally after like five years or something, he's he's, he's arrived at a Champions League final. Now I'm not I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to take away from the the, the sort of the challenge and, and and take away credit from him because obviously it's a great it's a, it's a great achievement to, to turn up in a Champions League final with any team. But and I'm not one of these people that says, oh, he needs to manage Brentford to the Champions League before I rate him. But he has had three of the best jobs in world football. And and, and during three of the best eras, I'd like to see him go back to Barcelona and turn that ship around now or possibly maybe take over an Arsenal. I know it's never going to happen, but turn around, turn around a previously huge club that's now really struggling. Juventus. Juventus. Yeah, Juventus would be a good job for him because Marseille, Marseille are absolutely like, they're, they're a crisis club at the minute. So, I don't know. We talk about Champions League, even like a PSG, for instance, but the thing is, right, you could arguably say, and I know that they're winning the the Premier League, they've already won it, rather. Um, This is, this is arguably, there's, there's probably about maybe two, three, four Man City teams that Pep's managed that isn't as good a, as this one on paper. And he's managed to win the Premier League and get to the Champions League final, potentially uh, winning that. They're definitely going in as the favourites. And Mark, like I, you said, which I found really interesting, that you would much rather have Klopp than Pep. For me, it's coming across like Pop, Pep is somehow... Over, underrated as a manager because every time there's we're talking about his successes and if he's 
you know, the best manager in the world, best manager in Premier League, just like the Arsenal, the second best rather. There's all these things that come across as if they're taken away from what he's done. What is it that he has to do at this point to be named the best manager in the world or one of the best managers that's ever lived? Uh, well, one is time. So this is like the first time, as we said, with Bayern and with Man City, this is the first time he's got to a, fi- a Champions League final. And most most I'd say most years you'd say the reason Man City haven't got to a final is almost purely Pep's fault because they played Leon and he just picked a, a ridiculously weird team. They got knocked out um, by uh, Tottenham, knocked him out. Uh, Liverpool knocked him out. Like he's been knocked out of the Champions League regularly by bad teams where he's either shown he's done something weird where. You're like, well, if this was just a league game, you'd probably win it comfortably. But he's he's done a pep and just picked a random team. Even with uh, and it would have, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Chelsea go and beat him. If uh, it's a final, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it would but... surprise me given Tuchel has lost every final he's ever been in. Um, pep yeah. has pretty much won every final he's ever been in. It would be a funny story if. Uh... Yeah, but you've got to look like he lost Tuchel lost to Bayern, who were at that time amazing he hit that Leicester won on the weekend and let's let's just say like refing decisions had a, a a big part to play in that like Chelsea were not bad but yeah on another day VAR gives a handball and that offside was like millimeters so like it's it's not like he's gone out and he's been battered in finals it's not like he's done something wrong where when Man City have gone out you're like you've you have done something wrong for some reason you played David Silva as a centre forward against Leon, and you're like, what are you doing? Like, to be fair, Klopp lost what six or seven finals in a row to begin with before he won his first cup, I think. Yeah. So, so what what does Guardiola have to do? He has to. Well, there's a couple of things. One is I jo- I think managers need to improve players. So, what's a manager do? He he's meant to make that team perform at their best, and and. How can you say he's not improved players though? Who's because... improved? Who no, hasn't improved? David um uh Silva, the Portuguese Bernardo Silva, he's absolutely improved. Bernardo him. Silva was quality before Bernardo Silva was yeah, not the kind player. of level like Gundogan. Look at, look at Gundogan now. Like there are a ton of players in that team. I know Sterling's kind of gone off a cliff now, but a few years ago, when Sterling got there from Liverpool, he was not the player he became. These players are so, full internationals. These players were full internationals before they came to... But he what? still improved them. He made them better. I'm not sure I agree. Right, let I'm me not. put... Danny, right, um, given, given your current manager is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Mark said that he would take Klopp over um, Pep. Would If Pep was put on a plate for you to have as a manager, Manchester United, in this current situation, you wouldn't say no, right? If the option was Klopp or Pep, I would also pick Klopp. But not because I think Klopp is the best, the second best manager in the history of the Premier League. Because I think going forwards, so Klopp is he's a different kind of manager. It's a different style of football. He has a different connection. Do you think to the he's fans. a better manager than Pep? I, I don't. Do. I don't think it's about who's better. I think they're both world class managers, and I think they can both achieve greatness. They just do it in two different ways. And what I really like about Klopp, what and it's the same reason that when I think when Klopp got signed, I think it was Alex Ferguson. He was like, "Oh, we're in trouble here now." Because he knew there and then this is someone who can go and build a dynasty at a, a 
a club and a good one, playing good football, backing of the um, of the fans, like building from the bottom, bringing through youth, doing all the stuff that you'd want. Not having to go like they would have to spend millions. Of course, they've gone out and spent a lot of money, but also he doesn't have to necessarily. He's proven that he can do it without. So I'm with Mark. I would pick Klopp over Pep. They're both there all day. But if it's only Pep or no one, yeah, absolutely take Pep because he's still a great manager. Yeah, I'm 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 with the lads there. I I I take Klopp over Pep also. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably, I would probably be the same. It's just I don't know if I'd be as ardent because it's I just I just find it so odd actually that that Pep just doesn't seem to be getting the credit that he deserves. I mean, he he has the record for it, and it's almost like his time at his time at Barcelona is is held against him. I mean, like what what is he supposed to do? If he's getting these, but it's the jobs he's had. He's consistently yeah, had amazing jobs. He took over that Bayern team at the absolute peak. He had Philip Lahm at the age of 28, 29. He had Schweinsteiger at the same age. He had Matt Hummels. He had Manuel. But Warren. I think that I think that's the point. Is like because when you say do you want him at your club, you know your club has finite resources. Yes. If you said the PSG, so let's just say Poch gets sacked this summer. Mm. you would say that's perfect for Pep because what we know about Pep is he needs a, a few goes at buying players. That's why I'm saying he doesn't improve players. If if I, if you read out his top 20 most expensive sign-ins, all of which will probably be over 20 million, mm-hmm. half of those are flops. And he, it's couldn't like, get, he couldn't even get a tune out of Ibrahimovic. I know that he's so, hard to manage, but... But, but uh, a lot of players have slagged... Samuel Eto'o slags off Pep at every given opportunity. So does Ibrahimovic. Like, his play, a lot of his players don't like him. Yeah, you just... But you just look at some players like... What what team could spend, like... Uh, tw- what is it? 16, 17 million on, on Bravo. And, and then manager just say straight away, oh, he's not good enough. They spent 50 million on Sane. Like, a lot of... Ma- if, if, if you're at Man United or Arsenal... Tottenham, Liverpool, you spent 50 million on Sane. The board are telling you, you need to get this guy in the team. He needs to be playing. We need to see some progress. Like, we spent 50 million on him. Pep's just like, well, he doesn't really do what I want him to. I've, I've spent 50 million, but now I've worked with him, I realise actually he, he's not my kind of player. And and at City, he's they, they basically planned for Pep before Pep came. So Pep's got ultimate power. So that's the difference. Like if, if I don't know, a Saudi billionaire or, or like a Middle Eastern billionaire came into United and they said, well, look, we're just going to spend millions and millions this summer. Then you'd be like, okay, Pep fits that because Pep will eventually get a team that will break records. Like his Man City team's got a hundred points. Like they've won like the Carling Cup four years in a row. Like it's because they have so many good players. Like that's yeah, that's I what mean, they're that's... saying about this season is City. So he's, got the he's got the best second team. Like yeah. when I was doing my wild card on fantasy, every single city player has 90 minutes, two zero minutes, 90 minutes. And you're like, what what team basically has three teams that they can just mm-hmm. rotate? And, and it was the same it was the same at um at Bayern Munich as well. It was the same at like he was he was able to like move his players around. He was playing like David David Alaba at left wing at one point to give Robin and Ribery a rest, and you know, and then even at Barcelona, every player pretty much got rotated other than Messi because Messi was going for every goal scoring record going. But they would bring in players like Christian Teo, like uh, Montoya, if you remember him. Uh, Sergi Roberto was maybe just coming through. You know, they would bring through those type of players, 
Um, because he just seemed to have, like, even people like Pedro and Bojan, who often people forget about. He had Henri, Eto, Villa, all within two years of each other. So, yeah, I agree with Mark. Like, he, I'm not saying he's not a bad manager. He's obviously a great manager. I don't think any of us are saying he's a bad manager. So no, he's a, he's a great manager. But it's just, he's he's had these jobs. Like, if you were if you were playing football manager or playing FIFA and you had to guarantee winning the league in your first year, chances are one of the three teams you would take over is Barcelona 2009-ish, Bayern Munich 2013, or Man City in 2017. Like, that, he just... He's had the best jobs going. I would like to see him take over a team that's maybe in transition and build his own team as opposed to just throwing money at a problem. So let's just say the other question. Your question, Chris, was who's the second best manager in the Premier League? Which I don't even answered, but I think it has to be Pep because his record in the Premier League, he's dominated the last 12 years. If you're not going to give it to Wenger, then it has to be Pep. I I don't even know. Wenger never won a European trophy. Nonsense. Wenger never yeah. won a European trophy. But this is, we're talking well, about Premier League. Neither's, neither's Pep until this point. Yeah. Then, no, I, I just mean in general. Pep, Wenger's whole career, he's never won a European trophy. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, but Wally, context, Wally, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Wally, the, you know, sometimes we do, part of the argument and part of what bolster the argument is what, how many cups you've won overall and you kind of filter that into your Premier League goals as well. It's like, all right, you can win some Premier Leagues and stuff or you can win some FA Cups, you can win some League Cups. You can even win you open Champions League, but it's that combination of all of it together when we start putting, you know, good managers to great managers to, all right, these are the best managers that have entered the Premier League. What we're going to put between a Wenger and a Pep, and that's why I asked the question. Is, can I, can I just say one thing? To win Champions League, then, can I just say one uh, thing on Wenger? Because I don't, I don't want it to turn into like a Wenger conversation because like I've heard it a million times. But what I will say about Arsene Wenger is he constantly sacrificed the league in order to compete in the Champions League and then went 10 years without even getting past the last 16 or last eight. You know, like, um, I don't know if you got, you guys probably remember, 2007 or was it 2000? Late 2000s, he lost to Man United the year Ronaldo ran the whole pitch and, and Park squared it, right? So let's say that was 08-09. He did not get past, that was the last time he got to a semi-final for 10 years. Like, even though he sacrificed league form and sacrificed good chances of winning titles, in order for Champions League runs, he never got, you know, he never got into the, he never got into the, into the latter stages of the Champions League. On top of that, he also, as soon as Mourinho came to the, uh, came to England, he never won a league. He won a league in his first six years and then did not win another league for the next 16. Like, I don't know how you can call a guy who managed a, a so-called big four and then a big six club for 16 years without a league title. I don't know how you can say he's the best, considering Ferguson constantly competed. Even when City's money came, constantly competed. Ranieri against all odds. Uh, Mourinho in two different decades. Carlo Ancelotti, who that Chelsea team he had with Balak, uh, Lampard and Essien just used to steamroll the team 6-7-0. Like, I don't know how you can put Wenger above any of them when he just couldn't compete with them teams. Well, that's fair. But, um, go on. I I, I defend Wenger a bit, just because, like... He's, you have to give him context. He did win leagues until Arsenal moved stadium. And then you could, no one can tell me he's had, he's has, his hands weren't tied for the next six, seven years. Like he saw, I think Arsenal sold their captain four years in a row. Like that's not Ben good. That's not Imagine reflection on him though. But this is what I mean about you've got to take into context. Imagine Man City said to Pep, 
that every year he's been in charge. He's been in at Man City five years. And they said we're selling your best player every year. Pep would just go, but Wenger didn't. Like well, Mark, that, so, there I is think, some. See, this is. I think. I think this is something that probably I, I can only assume here, but something that probably is part of Pep's thing is that he has carte blanche to do whatever he likes at these clubs. On uh, yesterday, Leicester won the FA Cup, and Brendan Rodgers said in his talk after that. There were big clubs that, and every year, the expectation is that they have to win and they've got to win trophies, and that's what they need to do. Being at a club like Leicester, it's just competing. The reason you're at Leicester is because you just want a chance to compete for games, for cups, and potentially the league. It's not There is no expectation, and they won. When Brendan Rodgers went to Leicester City, as opposed to Liverpool, he's obviously made that, that, that personal choice within himself to be, all right, I'm going to manage a club that is only going to compete, and the expectations are different. You could argue that Pep goes to these places and his expectation is to win. So his his rules yeah. are all right. I'm going to go there, and you can't tell me what what to do because I'm going to spend what I spend, and you can't say anything about it. You know, it's it's it kind of made me think like uh, Danny. I don't know if you agree or not. It almost made me think of like F1. You know, it's almost as if the person who has the best car wins. That's what I often hear, and Lewis Hamilton's often in the best car. Well. If that's the case, what does the driver mean? And it's almost like the manager is the driver of an F1 car. If you're in a shit car, you've got no chance and your expectation isn't to win the race. But if you're in that good car, you're, what, what else is there? You just have to win, isn't it? And that's almost what Pep is. He's, he's Lewis Hamilton. He's whoever's going to be the best driver at the time, driving the best car. It's the combination of the both. And at what point is it not going to be held against him because he's at these top clubs? Does he have to go not to not to a Brentford, but is it... Yeah, he Brentford, has to go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to go to Burnley. Look, if you took if you took um if you took Burnley's manager and put them at Man City, chances are Man City's not going to win the league, right? And if you put Pep at Burnley, then chances are Burnley's not going to win. It's a combination of the quality of the infrastructure of the team and what they're given. He's just given a lot and he probably demands that as well. I don't know how that's held against him. Your Formula One sorry. example, your Formula One analogy though, is that the reason so you're right, um, it's a quite a good comparison. But the reason Hamilton is in the best car is because he's the best driver. So they want the best driver in the best car, which is the argument. But then everyone goes, well, he's in the best car, of course he's going to win. Yeah, but you you wouldn't know if he was going to win in another car because he's not in it because he's so good that they pay him the big bucks to make sure he's in the best one. It's kind of the same thing with Guardiola. He's he's so good that they make sure he's in the best team so that he can make sure the best team wins. So self-fulfilling in a way. So what about if Guardiola's first job had have been at um, Deportivo? That's what my argument is. His first job was Barcelona in that era. Like, so you're then what about, is like, wait, wait, what Are you going to say if, if, if Deportivo doesn't win La Liga, then he's not a good manager? Like, no, but, but, uh, but, but Klopp started at Mines. Alex Ferguson started at Rafe Rovers and then went to Aberdeen and won a European trophy with them. And I know we're talking early 80s now, but... Yeah. But you know, every single manager. This is well, what was Klopp. Where was Klopp's clubs? You know what I mean. Klopp, Klopp, Klopp started at Mainz, Mainz. and he got them yeah. promoted into the Bundesliga, and then had them consistently competing in the top half of the Bundesliga before he got. And the won the league with Dortmund, and yeah. then he won the league twice with Dortmund. So, all of these managers. It's a little bit like the reason I have a problem with Arteta. Every single great manager up to now has always cut their teeth at a lower club. Now, whether it's Frank Lampard, like at Derby. Or whether we're talking an extremely yeah, low club, like I mean, Graham Potter started at York City and then went to and then went via Norway. So was it Norway or was it somewhere? Yeah. yeah. So, so Iceland, yeah, Norway, something. But yeah. but Guardiola walked into a Barcelona job whilst they had 
the greatest player of all time at the beginning of his career. I doubt, as, I doubt they would have picked him if he wasn't a man for the job, walked into a job. I mean, well, no, because he was oh, a Barcelona he did, legend. He did, a, he did a Barcelona B team, didn't he? He though? did the yeah. Barcelona B team and they just stepped him up. And, but, and, and Cruyff liked him and so did uh, Laporta, who was the. So, the, so yeah, so what? So the question of what does he need to do? I, I honestly, I think if he goes to either PSG or Juve, that doesn't help in my mind because I no. think they're both sleeping giants. Not based on what we've been talking about, that's not going to help. That, no, no, because I think they're both sleeping giants. I think any manager in the job now is going to, uh, they're, the, they're the clubs to go for. Into they're not about really to sleeping. Mark, Mark, they won the league last year. Can so I stop not, you there, Mark? Because that's, Mark, that's a great point, actually. They're sleeping giants. And it's they're like, not sleeping. They, they won the league last year. Yeah, or, but I mean, they we, we don't know what you're talking about. Don't, don't, don't take it to somewhere else, Rovio. Let's be, we know what Mark's saying. Like, to be the next big super giant team mm-hmm. in, in the world and dominate for the next two or three, four seasons, winning Champions League and all of that stuff, right? What If they're sleeping giants and you're like, all right, who's going to pers- be the person that's going to wake them up? The early man could be Pep, so we're going to hold yeah. it against him. No, it's more, I think, like PSG and Juve will win the leagues next year. Like, Inter, Inter basically rolled the dice this year, won the league, and now they have to sell half their team. And it's Same like... Lille have to sell half, yeah, half their team. No, it, it's true. They've, they've rolled the dice to win it one, once. And it's like, okay, so next season, like, it will get the normal return. So it's like, actually, if you were a manager looking for a job, they're, they're two good jobs to go to because, like, they're going to win the league next year. Like, it, it almost doesn't matter who's in charge. And your F1 analogy, Danny, of how do you know Man City were the best team? Because bang average managers have won the league with him just before Pep came in. Like, let's look at Mancini and Pellegrini since they've left City. They're not exactly shown themselves to be like. I think Pellegrini's doing a really, really good job at Betis, to be fair. I know, I do know what you're saying. You can't have a go at Betis while we're all around. Yeah. No, but let's, but let's face it. If, yeah, like, but yes, in, I mean, a... Pellegrini's got Canales, so. Yeah, but yeah. Pellegrini's doing a, doing a good. I, I agree and with he, And he did a half decent job at West Ham but but we're talking about like West Ham managers winning the league you know like I I agree with Pellegrini but did they have they had another manager in between as well that we're forgetting about Mancini Uh, no Mancini I agree with I agree with Marco Mancini I don't think he's a particularly good manager I think he's always had great teams Pellegrini, I think, was has done some really good jobs. I think. I think, and, and arguably, Pellegrini would have won the league again, but they announced Guardiola just after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and that's then, true. Then City had that big drop. There was that yeah. sort of like ungraceful announcement yeah. of there, Guardiola. We're missing. So a, we like, are missing a Man City manager, I'm sure, because there was. It didn't just Man- Who? Hughes was before. No, after uh, after Mancini. I don't think so. I Pellegrini, Mancini, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm terrible at using the internet. I can't seem to find it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're not. I had a feeling that uh, it was. Uh, I can tell you here. It was Mark Hughes to Mancini. Brian Kidd took over, and then Pellegrini came in, and then it was Guardiola. Oh, yeah. I thought there was another Brian Kidd. Sven before Mark Hughes. Wait, so oh. yeah, so that that analogy of the best car. It was like this is the first season I'd say Pep's won the league without some of the players that were really key to winning the league for those two managers. Like I the, think the reason, the reason why is that, like we said, it's COVID has just benefited him more than anyone ever. Like, which I think, I think it, I mean, he's almost like a doomsday. He was always prepared for like the worst case scenario because he had so many players that could play in his system. But I mean, I, I just, I just, I do find it fascinating now, Pep, 
uh, argument because I wonder if he's perceived differently outside of England. It's, it's a very much of an English pursuit in terms of all right, let's try and let's let's measure him against all these arguments that we've made against him not working on not not managing lesser teams, having money, blah blah blah. I wonder if in Italy or in Germany or in Spain, well, you know, they, they'd say he's yeah, oh yeah, he's easily the best guy. I don't think they rate him no. in Germany because of what he did at Bayern. Yeah, and that, in, and in Spain they 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 acknowledge that that he gets teams playing great football, but they also acknowledge that it actually the manager after Pep probably did a more remarkable job because the likes of Iniesta and Xavi were aging by then. Does he and ask he, for the highest wage? What's his What's his wage like? Huge, probably. I don't know. But we won't have to have a whip round for him anytime soon. I think we can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. No, there you go. Um, should we I was talk just about looking. Uh, Guardiola is the highest paid manager in European football. There you go. Not surprised. No. And I don't think you'd like... He's at the biggest... Yeah. He gets the top I, I three. The top uh, three? Oh, um, that's a good question. Klopp has to um, be. Who? Klopp. Klopp's number two. Yeah. Is it in the Premier League? Is that why they all come to the Premier League? Must be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why they come to the Premier League, yeah. Three's got to be Zidane. No. Well, I would have gone Mourinho. Well, it's that. Mourinho, yeah. Uh, Mourinho's yeah. obviously... It was Mourinho because this was done at the start of the year. Yeah. Oh, and Mourinho. then Ancelotti. It's been two weeks since we've done Actually, it. I don't know if we, we need to get ready. Mourinho got a new job, didn't he? Roma, yeah. Yeah, he's at Roma. Love I think, I'll put it out there on record. I think he does a really good job at Roma and I think they'll love him. They will what love him because they love defensive football. Yeah. They love yeah. defensive football. That's what they're all about. Boy, you, just said, you just said Pellegrini's doing a good job. So what do you mean by a good job? I mean, Well, I mean, good job is relative because Pellegrini having yeah. Betis in sick is a good job. Um, if Pellegrini had Real Madrid in six, that's not a good job. So uh, what's, what's Mourinho's first? Mourinho second? will take Mourinho will take Roma back to the Champions League. Like we'll get them back in the top four. Yeah, they're they're, they're just about getting Europe this year. I think they're, yeah, they're yeah. win their last game of the season. They'll get Europa League. Yeah. But also, they should, I mean, they've been unfortunate with injuries. They should be getting Champions Leagues anyway. Yeah, but but he's only, got to get them top two or three. Not only that, in. I'll say that he finishes above Lazio and that he takes them into Europe, and that if he stays for more than two years, he wins a cup. Maybe. I think that would be that I, I would cost you a good job. Italy, I also think Italy is the right. Like you look at what he did with his Milan. Obviously, yeah. he destroyed the club, and obviously, there's all the stuff. But they loved him. They like yeah. they idolised him, and they still do today. Yeah. Because yeah. the reason they love Chris Smalling is he's, yeah. he's a good defender. Like they, they love yeah. defending. Yeah, it's true. But well, would you agree, Tom? Would you agree that if he did that, if he if he finished above Lazio, got him in the top four, and won a cup, would you agree that's a good job? No, I think he needs to be fighting at the top of the league. For the, uh, if 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 you're going to pay Mourinho the big bucks to come into a team like Roma, which you know back in the day this is a big team, this is a capital city of the, the they country. are, but they're nowhere near as big as the Milan's or Juve, like historically, they are no, a big club. Fighting, I just you know you look at the the Italian league now, and there's four teams fighting for second place still with one game to go. Yeah. Like Roma should be in that battle. It shouldn't be Atalanta fighting in yeah, that battle. It should be Roma. True. That's true. So as long as they're fighting up at the top of the league, I think, and and winning a cup here and there, yeah, they'll be very happy with it. Mm-hmm. One good thing that uh, Jose's getting a new job is that we've got a new game for next season. Hopefully, no one steals it, which that needs to prepare. So uh, Jose Mourinho, bingo. 
So we'll have a, our bingo cards of what sayings and things he's going to do next season. Uh, and the first one who, I guess, gets bingo, that's the, what, down the line? <laughs> I'll have a think about what the winner gets. Yeah, it's Danny's game, so we'll figure out. So we all got to come up with our, our instances and, and put it in the bag and then we'll have a nice bingo card to have next year. Am I right in saying I'm the only one in this, on this podcast that actually likes Mourinho? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, do, I, I just like him not at my club. Like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. From a distance. He's fun to watch. Although, although if you listen back, like when he was at our club and Danny was Mourinho out, I was, I was like, do you know what? Back to the guy. You can't half get Mourinho what we did. You can't half do it. Like you can't say we're getting Mourinho in, but we want to play good football and, and not get the, his type of players. If you're going to go Mourinho, you've got to, like Corey, fully, I think like, I think they they backed him. They're the second highest spenders over that period in the world of any foot of any club. Like they backed him from spending the eighty million on Pogba all the way through to the Kaku's and whoever they backed him. It, it, yeah, but yeah, with United, it's it was weird because they were buying shirts, selling players. You don't know what it's it, the transfers in that period were a bit weird. Yeah, very weird. But that's because they're more than anything. Corey, I describe Jose Mourinho as a a fist fight. Fun to watch from a distance, but you really want to get involved. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Should yeah. we go to our results league? Uh, so last week we had we picked two, didn't we? I went for yeah, it was last week or oh, no, the week before. We've done loads. Yeah, uh, it, I've I've messed it up because I meant to do Leicester to beat United, and I've missed that fixture. I did get a four pointer during that for Crystal Palace to beat Sheffield United two 0 which was good for me. Um, we've got two weeks left. So I've gone ahead and picked the last two results because the, the last one pretty much writes itself. Um, for next week's game week, I've picked West Brom to beat West Ham 3-1 because I have to. And then the week after, I'm only left with Brighton to win and they're up against Arsenal away from home. So um, I'll have to go for Brighton to beat Arsenal 2-1, which is could happen. <laughs> more than, more than likely. Probably more, more than likely this pitch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, Danny boy. Uh, well, I've got um, Newcastle left and I've got um, Burnley left. So considering they're both playing Sheffield United in the next two weeks, although Sheffield United with their new 17-year-old wonder strikers look like they're going to be Everton, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go for Newcastle to beat Sheffield United next week. Um, and I'm going to go for a 3-1. And then I'm going to go for Burnley in the last game of the season to beat Sheffield United. And I'm going to go for a... Uh, 2-1 away win. I'll write them in the, write them in the sheet anyway. Oh, I've got it up here. All right. Go on, Mark. All right. So I'm going to do Southampton to beat Leeds, which uh, I'm going to go with a nice 3-2 because we know Leeds Leeds don't do nil-nils unless they play United. And then the last game of the week uh, of the season, I have to pick... I think someone's in the sheet. It's changing. Um, <laughs> Leicester to win. So Leicester will beat... Uh, last game of the season is not Chelsea. Leicester are playing Spurs. So Leicester will beat Spurs 2-0. They could, you know. Although Spurs seem to be getting a few goals, which is uh, not great. Yeah. I, I, I meant to do Leicester to beat United last week. And that's why I've... Because I, I planned my results. So now I'm going to end the season with never picking United to lose. Oh no! Oh, That's my, what's that? Minus five points. Minus one hundred and five, I think. One hundred and five. 
uh, I think I've already won the game, haven't I? It's all a bit redundant. You have. Are you hearing that? Yeah, Yeah, you went all robotic for a sec. Try that again. This is new flat. I like to hear the robot. This previous had some TV problems. Yeah, we didn't we didn't hear any of that. So that again, how much did I win by? <laughs> Hello? Well, he's not having a good time with it. Mark, you're gonna have to say go. Yeah. yeah, you're you're coming back out and in, Chris. No, you're all right, you're back now. Um so yeah, you're ten points clear, Danny. So Chris gets a what, a four and a four? Is that the most you can get? So you could yeah, it could be, it could have been a two point win. Could do, yeah. I, I was almost in there if I would have got a good result last weekend, but not the case. You could still catch him out, Mark, but not likely. No. Um, uh, the Champions League draft, though, you're doing well in Mark. You pretty much you won it. Uh, you are on. You're on top of the Champions League draft with four thousand one hundred thirty points. <laughs> uh, I'm in close seconds with three thousand five hundred fifty-five points. And Mark, uh, Danny is dead last loser with 3,390 points. What a low score. Um, and, that, and, Danny, and Mark's the only person. With the- I started off so well as well. And I, I, during the pod, the pod that you had to drop Chelsea, you were considering it. And I yeah. felt you made the wrong choice. And Chris was like, isn't it obvious to drop Chelsea? I was yeah. like, I don't think it was because Real Madrid. Well, I, I just, good. I fancied PSG. I just, I, I really thought they could do it, but. They just flop every time. They need someone like Pep. The thing is, Mark, I, I remember throughout the season, you did play some absolute blinding swaps sometimes. You'd, you'd swap them in. And it was the Munch and Gladbach when it was bringing them in yeah. and they won 6-0. That was ridiculous. Yeah, like, where are I mean, they now? Like, <laughs> exactly. Who are, who are they? They won 6-0. They got France 6-0, one or the other. But, um, sometimes it's just, it's more about looking at who the team's playing versus the team itself, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, well, I was thinking too much. I think I might have to next year put more stock in who's in the semis and the, the quarterfinals and making it to the next rounds because the, the points just aren't balanced enough with that. But we're still finding our way. I mean, we're still finding our way with it. It's a difficult game to kind of get the points right. But um, we're, we're almost there. I think adding the hundreds in there helps. I might put it in thousands next time. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, should we go to my game? Have we got anything else? What are we back in the room? Back in the room. So this game is the quotes game. Um, the game is Pep or Klopp. Uh, I have a bunch of quotes. I'm going to say them, and then each of you get to pick. You can put it in the chat to me, your name, or we can just do a trust game. You either say Pep or Klopp, and you get one point if you get it right. Is that all good? Yeah, should we put it in, in the chat? That's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So you can send it in the to chat. Chris directly. Yep. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to pick one of you each, and then you, I want you to pick a number between one and fourteen. So we randomise it even more. Who says the quote? And then uh, I'll say that. All right. All right. Rory. Yeah. Have you got the chat open, Rory? I'm just opening the chat now. <laughs> no, you're not. You're on. You're on Twitter. No. I'm, right. Chat's open. Oh, you. You're. You meant WhatsApp chat, didn't you? Yeah. What no. chat are you talking about? No, I'm talking uh, about. I'm Zoom chat. Yeah. yeah, here. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, right, right. Here we go. But Right, go for it. Chris, do it directly to me. Right, hang on. 
god, we're like old people with computers. Danny's frozen as well. Right, go ahead. Just just you, Chris, yeah? For, let's go with Rory. You start. Pick a number between 1 and 14, Rory. I'll go 14. 14. All right. The quote is, tactics are so important because everyone has to know what they have to do on the pitch. The relationships and behaviours off the pitch between teammates have to be as good as possible. Who said it? Pep or Klopp? And do I reply in the chat? chat? Do, do I reply in the chat or do I reply to you? Reply in the chat and I'll ask you to repeat it, all right? Okay. Well, I thought, are we not all doing it at the same time? Otherwise, what's the point in the chat? Oh, my days. Just answer it in the chat, Danny. All right. Stupid. Right, I've answered it in the chat. Danny's just the worst, isn't he? Right, so, Rory, who did you go for? Pep. Danny, you went for? Klopp. And Mark, you went for? Klopp. It was Pep Guardiola. Bush. It just sounded like the sort of nonsense that, you know, when he talks like, when I thought he tries it was a double his, bluff. I think I'm overthinking it. Yeah, when he tries <laughs> to do that, like, pseudo-philosophical, like, look at me, I'm so... Because he sounds like Arteta, basically. That's why I thought, that's why I thought, Pep. Yeah, these aren't, these, aren't, these aren't famous quotes, but I picked some that were, yeah, kind of like, oh, this could be about teammates, could be this, this nonsense. Because they both talk nonsense, to be fair. Um, so I tried to mix it up and get, get you confused. Uh, Mark... One to 13. All right, we'll go with uh, six. Number six. A perfectionist, that's part of my job. Who said that? Put it in the chat and I'll ask you afterwards. Is that all right? Do you understand, Dan? I get it. I'm with you now. It's a trust game. Go on, Mark. Who was it? I'm going Pep. Danny Boy? Yeah, same Pep. Rory, you went I'll, for? I went club. It was Pep. All right. One, one, one. One, one, one. Let's go. Danny, pick one. One to 13 with no six. I'm just, just say some numbers. 12. 12. The more players I have, the more difficult choices there are for me, but the better it is for the club. Who said it? Write in the chat and I'll ask you afterwards. The more players I have, the more difficult choices there are for me, but the better it is for the club. Have you answered? Yeah? Yeah. Go on, Danny. Who said it? I've gone Klopp. You've gone Klopp. Rory? I went Pep. Mark? Pep. You went Pep. It was, in fact, Jurgen Klopp. Originally, you said um, Liverpool FC, but I just changed it to this club because I didn't think that kind of sounded like a pep one because he has all the players. Double yeah. bluff again, Mark. Hey, got you. Uh, Rory, one to 14. Seven. Seven. I only change things where I know about a situation. I'd never change just for change. Who is it? Pep or Klopp? Write it down, put it in the chat. You got it? Rory? Pep. Who was it? Pep? Mark? I've gone Pep. I've gone Klopp. 
What one did I pick as well? What was that? Seven. Seven. Oh, yeah. It was, in fact, Klopp. Oh, Danny. Well, this is away, neck and neck. No, Danny. What did you say? 3 1. 3 1 to Danny. 3 1 1 to Danny. Dear me. I thought uh, that was some sarcasm Pep said uh, to, to how often he changes. Um, all right, I'll go number one if we haven't done that. Number one. Only stupid people are changed by success. Who said that? Pep or Clock? Oh, I'm not even reading the chat, to be honest with you. No, no. Pet or clock? Who's Only stupid people change by success. Go on, Mark. Who's your answer? I've gone Pep. You've gone Pep? Danny? I've gone clock again. I've gone Pep. It's clock. Fuck! That's twice I've gone against my... Uh... Just go with your twice. gut. Yeah. I just, I really, I read it back to myself in both their voices and whichever. That's exactly what I was doing. I was thinking, would would he, would Pep ever use the word stupid? I'm not sure he would. See, I I didn't think Klopp would use the word stupid. He he does. He swears a bit. Yeah, that's true. He does, doesn't he? It was hard to pick these ones because they've all got like their sayings in them. You know, like how they, how they talk like, uh, I think uh, Klopp always goes like, of course, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. Danny, pick a number. Uh, for four. Sure, for sure. Four. We need the whole squad, every player of the team, if we are to be successful. Pep or Klopp? We need the whole squad, every player of the team, if we are to be successful. Who have you picked? Pep. Pep. Go on, Rory. Pep. Mark? I've gone Pep. It is, in fact, Pep. Oi, you finally got one. We all got one. So it makes yeah. no difference. Yeah. 5 1 1. 5 1 1. Rory? No, 5 2 2. 2. Or 5 2 2. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, How many Rory, are we doing? One more each. Rory, uh, pick I'll a number. Number two, please. Number two. Number two, please. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best manager in the world, but I'm quite good. Pep or Klopp? What an apt quote for today's one. I'm not saying I'm the best manager in the world, but I'm quite good. Pep or Klopp? Rory, uh, who I've, said it? I've gone Klopp. You've gone Klopp. Mark? Uh, I did put Pep, but I'm changing my no. mind now. I've, no, I've no, done exactly the same. I've put Pep, late. man. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Klopp. Yeah, I put Pep. It's Klopp. Yeah, oh. I think it was his first interview when he was I have the, three, two. the normal one, wasn't he? You were yeah, saying yeah. why she was so convinced and then you changed it. If I get the I next two right it. and Danny gets them wrong, then I, I tie him. Yes. That is right. it. Game on. Pep isn't, in fact. We've all said that. It's Klopp who's the best manager in the world. Mark, go on. Last one. All right. Uh, nine. Number nine, I'm really a normal football manager. Who said that? Pep or Klopp? I'm really a normal... It's funny how you guys are picking these ones. I'm really a normal football manager. They're so related. Who have you got, Mark? Write it down. Write it down. I got Klopp. You got Klopp. Danny? Yeah, same. 
Yeah, Clock, indeed it is. One, one, one. That's Danny's one. Danny Juan. But pick your last one, Dan. Pick a number. Just for the giggle. Ten. Ten. I am so happy when I feel emotion about the way my team plays. I am so happy when I feel emotion about the way my team plays. Pep or Klopp? Who said it? I'm going for Pep. You're going for Pep? Rory, who are you going for? Same, I went Pep. I just went Klopp. And it is Pep Guardiola. He gets very emotional when his team plays well. Good for him. Because they play well quite regularly. Yeah. Danny, absolutely wrong that one. That was a quick game, wasn't it? Nice. Well Danny's played, Danny. with six points. Rory had five points. Congrats. How did that happen? Oh, I got the last three all right. Yeah. All right. Mark had three. He just gave up at the end, I felt. Had a whole bunch of quotes here, but there you go. That was a quote game. I thought I'd go for a nice quick one because we were doing this late. Lovely. Nice. Cool. Not the what do I get for winning all these games? What do you mean all these games like well, I won the. I've won the um, results league. I and reckon the, I've, I've won the majority the of these games. Uh, no, you didn't win the Champions League draft. <laughs> no, I came last in that. But I won it last <laughs> yeah. year, and I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, we should tally these next year. These games. Exactly. Exactly. I'm yeah, I, said this I think we've said this for two years straight now. I think. Yeah. I think I'm. Um, I think I'm in with a shout for the games, unless yeah. like Chris does like the the, the nickname one again. What are you talking about? I've been I've been smashing it the last few nah, years. Nah, mate, the nickname game was like that was that was poor from you. Like right. that was that was I rate yeah. a lot of what you do. I'm a big Chris Alley fan, as you know, but you had a mare that day. I'm a, I'm really bad at retaining any kind of knowledge or information. It's 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 one of my favorites. <laughs> that is a problem when, when it comes to memory games. You have that on your CV, Chris. <laughs> I am, I'm terrible. I'm I, I said to someone the other the other week actually because I, I I'm very much someone who lives in the moment so everything in the past is behind me everything in head is before me I'm right here so it's hard to <laughs> oh, tune in next week for more pearls of wisdom from Chris Alley yeah there you go um, so that is front three back four I guess isn't it yep yep I'm ready right now in this moment so I'm going first is that right <laughs> go. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> right now is the present. That's why it's the present. Um, in my front three this week are um, obese people, or we call them larger folk where I'm from, or heifers, uh, because the UK government, <laughs> the UK government has put a ban online for junk food. They've uh, done this... Uh, I'm not quite understanding how they're going to legislate it, but apparently you can't have online junk food advertisements after 9pm, is that correct? Because um, we all know you get the munchies after the evening, not during the day, so I don't know if that timing is very good. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's this big drive on junk food and obese children, obesity. It's not great, though, because the, the metrics, what everyone understands of what fast food is, isn't great because they base it on basically sugar, uh, and saturated fats are the two main things. But the problem with that is, is that avocados high in saturated fat, milk's high in saturated fat. So these things are going to be put on the list and be put in the algorithms for fast food. And last time I checked, an avocado definitely isn't a fast food because if it is, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Unless you deep fry it, which I've done occasionally, but no. 
yeah, so uh, hopefully hopefully that's going to stop me from eating kebabs, but I highly doubt it. Um, why why are fat people in your front three then? I still don't understand the story. Why what? Why are they in your front three, fat people? Because they're not going to be fat anymore, because there's not going to be advertising. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with it. Okay. <laughs> That's almost like he set you up. Yeah. You planned that exchange before. <laughs> that was class. <laughs> when they're sitting online, yeah, no. Okay. Stop eating avocado. Yeah. Uh, in my back four this week is a. Uh, Wuhan or the Wuhan labs, let's say. Um, and I, I remember saying this a long time ago, a Mark IV, I was an absolute nonsense person. But there was a, there's become more and more um, evidence that the COVID virus was actually man-made and escaped from a lab in Wuhan. And then um, the um, World Health Organization has been largely criticized by uh, a lot of researchers from Stanford and MIT and Cambridge and a lot of other places as well. I think when it first came out, a lot of uh, biologists and a lot of virologists had uh, said that the COVID virus or co what's it called? COVID SARS CV. blah blah blah. COVID SARS-19 or something. Something like that. Yeah, it, show, it basically just showed ex uh, it showed shapes and examples of it actually being man-made and not something that was out of bat poo. Um, so yeah, now we're getting more and more evidence that it was actually something that was put together by some people and accidentally got out. So Mm, interesting. They should start putting out there. No, nothing. Yeah, you got one. No, Mark. I just don't. I, mean, like, I just don't want to upset the Chinese government. So I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> you don't know who's listening, do you? Well, you, they're getting rid of all the five G masks all around Europe. You'll be fine, see, because that's yeah. going to solve it. Five <laughs> G masks. 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 Oh, masks. It's in the phone masks. They're yeah. getting rid of them all. All the, all the governments in Europe are deciding they don't like China listening. I just think they should get rid of all uh, phones and Wi-Fi. That's because where cancer comes from. <laughs> I blame microwaves. <laughs> Me too. Although I've got some popcorn ready on the go, so I need to get this done. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll go. Uh, go on, just get it out of the way. Um, on, so, as you guys know... Uh, I've been driving all afternoon, so I didn't have much time to do my front three. Front the M25. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, so just bear with me. My back four is me misses. Terrible navigator. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait for it. So, first of all, my my front three um, is the, uh, I guess, the, the Twitter account, Politics for All. This is some scratch front three back four. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Classic Danny front three I did back three four. Warn you. So the politics account on Twitter at politics for all has reliably informed me this morning that uh, the Indian variant is not resistant to the vaccination. So it, you know, is that a, a joke? Because I see that retweeted a lot. That politics for yeah, no, it's not a joke. I don't, a real, they're not like a. I, I feel like they're not a real legitimate. No, they're not a real legitimate organisation. Like, like they're not the Met Office, but they do. They basically just retweet politics news. But they always have a source, so they basically regurgitate politics news from the newspapers. So it'll always be like a from the day. Politics for all. Politics for all is some bloke called Dennis. No, it's. Oh, let me find out. Politics for all. Yeah, no, it is at politics for all. I'll tell you what. The, I'll tell you what. 
Some bloke called Dennis? No, it's not some uh, bloke called Dennis. Bear with me a second, guys. At Politics for All. Yeah. Is. How are you spelling it? It's then? just, no, it's at, yeah, Politics for All. It's the at sign. And then Politics. Oh, is it the number four? No. Politics, F O R, or Politics for All. Oh, my God. Honestly. I. I don't know what I'm seeing. It's different to yours, but anyway. At Politics for All, that is the... I don't know if you guys can see. That is the, the handle. That's an like total eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> that is the handle. That's weird. I'm honestly studying politics. Right, move on, moving on. Quick and they tweeted, yeah. they tweeted today, confirmed, the current coronavirus... We're stuck in a hole somewhere. <laughs> ...work well against the Indian coronavirus variant via the Sunday Times. So P-E-O-L... <laughs> That is my front. That is my front three. My back four is myself and my missus. <laughs> we decided to try and drive from Devon to London today, starting at two o'clock, during what can only be described as, as a mini tsunami in the in the southwest of England. So oh, yeah, what, what on a good day? Because I drive down there quite regularly because my older brother Niall, who's a listener to the show, so hello Niall. Shout he lives down. He, he lives down by Exeter. I if do you've drive made it like this far now. What are you yeah. doing? If Niall's got this I think, far. I think you should take a look at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I can almost uh, guarantee uh, you Niall has not got this far. If he has, yeah. he can claim a free all, all talk FC. Uh, Rory's going to send him a free football top with a free all talk top. FC on yeah. the back yeah. with the number four with politics and all either yeah. side of it. Yeah, yeah. Good shot. Dennis on the front. So, yeah, there was a. There was a um, there was a like a mini Not tsunami, rain. and it took five oh. hours. It should have been a three and a half hour drive. Danny, <laughs> your front three, back four. Good. Thanks for putting me out of my misery there. Yeah, I went on for a long time. I'm going to send you a screenshot, by the way, of what I'm seeing. This bloke called Dennis, whose handle is at politics for all. I'm not you spell it wrong. You spell it wrong. I haven't spelled it wrong. Okay, it's right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, my. Uh, my front three this week is uh, millennial Man United fans. Uh, it was actually from last week, but I'm keeping it because they're doing a fantastic job. Um, so obviously, we'll you talked the other week about all the Man United fans storming the Liverpool game, and, you know what it meant, and blah blah blah. Um, but you know, no one, no one really wants fans going and beating up police or fighting in the streets or whatever. Um, but the millennial Man United fans got really smart about it. And I've been really impressed because rather than attacking the club and the football, they're looking for ways to attack the owners. So um, I don't know if you've heard of for Not A Penny More campaign um, is the name of the campaign they're running. And they're basically encouraging as many of the fans to go and effectively online abuse, put bad reviews, just absolutely destroy all the partnerships that May United have. So those people like Tiger, Adidas, Cadbury's, and they actually succeeded last week. Um, so I don't know if you know, but in June, May United shirt sponsorship is up and with Aon, and it was going to be with the Hut Group for my protein was going to be changing. And they've now pulled out of a 200 million pounds partnership because their fear, because they got so much abuse from fans that they were too fearful. Edward Wood. Well, they, they were too fearful of it. So um, May United have now got no shirt sponsor and their sponsorship runs out next month. Uh, so they're frantically looking for a new one. Um, but I'm just... They're in my front three because uh, I like that kind of campaigning. That's my kind of campaigning. That's being funny, smart. Funny That's using... saying that. Funny saying that with uh, Mark's background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, the one it, thing it I didn't funny. like was a lot of them got 
bad Trustpilot reviews. And I use Trustpilot. And Trustpilot stops. For, they stop. Yeah. And Trustpilot stop them. Yeah. yeah. But I use Trustpilot a lot if I if I going to buy something off a random website. I like to go and use Trustpilot to to see whether it's legitimate. Um, also, the protests of boycott the sponsors. Half the fans were wearing United tops with the sponsors on them. So, yeah, I mean, well, but I, I just I like the idea. It's thinking outside the box. I like that. It's different. It's not going to destroy the football. They're trying to attack the the finances and the the money of the owners. I like that. It's not going to destroy the football. It's just going to destroy a thousand other businesses. Well. Yeah, but I mean, these are, you know, Adidas and bloody Hot Group and whoever, they can they can cope. And they'll be yeah. moaning that we don't buy Sancho this summer. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, that was my front, that was my front three, yeah. Um, I had a few others. It was going to be Alisson's saving Liverpool season, that ridiculous header. Uh, but um, my back four is, um, is Elon Musk. That's all. Let's go, Elon. Go, Elon. Chris's favourite person. He's just such an. Can ass. I just say? Can I just say? Sorry, go on, Dan. You say your thing, and I'll say mine. What? Well, well, I, I mean, say, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. He's like the Taliban of Twitter because Donald Trump's <laughs> gone, and now he's the one that's occupying that space that Donald Trump's left, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> the Taliban of Twitter is uh, it's an interesting way to describe Elon Musk but he'll probably tweet you if he hears that and uh, he loves a tweet oh, yeah he's just annoying me because... you know you know what though he, he has so he has 50 million followers wherever he is he has so much power and obviously over the last week or so he's been well the last couple of weeks been tweeting a lot about crypto about Bitcoin about Dogecoin and all the mean coins that are out there and, and he's just what what's really annoying is how he's going about doing it and he's obviously doing it for a laugh um but there's a lot of and there's a lot of people and a lot, lot of people globally around the world that have a lot of money in these things uh, but what what i'm annoyed at with him is he's pumping this you know this crap meme that's a fake coin it's not even real but take, like for a laugh right and he went on as saturday a, as night live real sketch. well it, you know he went on, on saturday night live and did a sketch all about like oh i was going to the moon he's going to be the king of mars and all this stuff right but loads of people, like thousands and thousands of people are buying this. People who don't know what they're doing are spending their hard-earned money following him, thinking, well, you know, he knows what he's talking about. It's going to go up. I'm going to make loads of money. Danny, it's going to come crashing down. Yeah, how, how much money you lost, Dan? Come on, cut to I, I wouldn't touch that with a barge pole because I'm not an idiot. But a lot of people are, and a lot of people are going to keep buying it. And at some point, it will fail. And, it will, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, right, I was joking. Sorry. Everything will come crumbling down, and a lot of people will lose a lot of money. A lot of people that can't afford to lose money, and I don't think he appreciates that. He, if someone's money in that, they can afford to lose it. I mean, stop doing that. Like, I, you, I, anyway, uh, it will come out in the next few months when he when he when he decides to focus on something else because he's bored. I don't think he's doing it for a laugh. I think the game stop this. I think. I feel like he's just doing social experiments at the minute to see. Well, maybe it's that. Whatever new, it is he's new, doing. We've basically got the, a, a generation now that we've never had before of social movements where we can crash stocks, we can boom memes into billions of dollars. Like, it's, I think he's just trialing stuff. Like, I don't think he's doing it. He doesn't strike me as a guy who's got a sense of humor. Like, it's, well, he was on Saturday Night Live, so he must do. He was not great. He was not funny. He was so awkward. Have you seen it? It was really he's a yeah. weird. He's a weird geezer. He's a weird character. Well, let's, you know, let's, not, let's not bang him too much. He's, he has got autism, but has he? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. I was, once when we went out for a beer, I was walking back to Angel Station and I saw a bloke with a T-shirt that said, I love Elon Musk on it. And I just thought that was weird. I thought, <laughs> you love Elon Musk so much that you wear a T-shirt saying, I love Elon Musk. is just... Anyway, he's in my back four because he might be having a laugh, he might be doing social experiments, might be whatever, but I think he's being a bit irresponsible. With great power comes great responsibility, as we all know, and he has a lot of power and is using it irresponsibly right now. In my view. Yeah, yeah I'm with you, he forced, mate. He forced you to talk about Uncle Ben. Mark, finish us off. The Uncle Ben, what? The rice? <laughs> That was what? That's it, that's, that was Spider-Man's uncle. Yeah, it was definitely a Spider-Man oh. reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, okay. you should get that. You're the you're the you're the you're the cartoon guy. You're the superhero guy. You're the tribe. Yeah, it's Uncle Ben, isn't it? Jesus Christ, honestly. Let's go. Finish right. it off. All right, front three. I, I said I told you he'd win the belt, Chris. Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Um He's probably in the in the UFC, UFC roster at the minute. He's uh, one of my favorite fighters, and really? mainly because I feel like he's earned his title fight. So he had a title fight this weekend, won the vacant belt. Basically, he's on a he's now on a nine fight win streak. Last time he lost was 2017, and he was fighting a guy who's had one fight in the UFC and got sort of pushed up like to a title oh. fight. So. I was just pleased, and I don't and know. If you watched it, really. Yeah, I don't know if you watched the uh, celebration. Yeah, I watched, I watched like, it while I was on the toilet. So you can't. Uh, if you watch it, he wins the belt. He runs into the crowd. Like he seems a genuinely nice guy. Like and his celebrations. It's hard to watch that and not not be pleased for the guy. So I'm a uh, Danny shed a virus. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, so yeah, front three, Charles oh, Oliveira. You know. Do you know what? I, do you know what? I just want to say, I bloody I hate the commentary camera now. I can't stand it with every knockout and and Joe Rogan and and um, DC just 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 playing for the camera. It's just so, oh, such yeah. a, a try-hard move. It's just it's revolting. The whole yeah, the screaming and oh, and the like hands in the air. Yeah, it's it's very Arsenal fan TV. Like. Very. Uh, when I, do you remember? Do you remember during the first the first lockdown when Arsenal fan TV started filming themselves? It reminds me of that. Like they're very aware the cameras there. Um, back four. Although it looks like up oh, your back. Back four is um. I don't know if any of you seen the news, but London's going to have its new biggest beer garden coming to the South Banks, opening in the next couple of weeks. So it'll be the biggest beer garden in London reason it's my back four is I don't know if any of you have actually been to a beer garden recently, but prices of beer have surged since reopening. Go on, how much for a pint? So, uh, they were saying, it, well, not in this beer garden, but they're saying on average, pints of uh, pints of beer in London have gone over £6. So wow. bottles of Peroni were £7 in in Chelsea. For so a bottle? Of Peroni. Yeah, that's that's so, I don't know if any of you have been to the pub, but even I, I've noticed it. And like yeah. the fact that some pubs make you order on an app and like order table service, it's it's even more blatant how much how expensive beer's got. And I'm like, I've never been too fussed while it's been like sort of between four and five quid. 
but we're talking over like a lot of pubs now are pushing six pound like they'll have a basic beer like a bex or something that might be 550 and then they'll put every other pumped beer over six quid so yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm quite to... a fan of pale ales. I like the the Camden Rangers, and I like the neck oils. You know, that you're looking at over six quid a pint now, and I'm like, it's, <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of goodwill these first couple of months. So you see, beer gardens fall, but yeah, the, I, I don't see. I think it will go back down, and it's not going to be something that stays. I, I, I'd like to think it would go back down prices. There's no chance. Once it's up, it's up. Once it's up, up it's up. Yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's worrying because, like, uh, as someone who who prefers, I prefer to drink out. Than, yeah, I prefer to drink out than go than drink in the flat. And oh, 100%. Even, even I'm like, he's better out than him. But I was, yeah. I was buying cat. I bought, I think, I bought twenty four Camden Ales in Sainsbury's um, on on Friday, and, and it was proper. It was proper cheap. So people were just going to start going to the supermarket. Buying well, the supermarkets are available. Yeah other, yeah. yeah, other supermarkets are available. You know, people will just start because the the, gap, the get... gap will be too big between the two. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. The, the amount you can you can go and get Moretti's, Peronis, you know these so-called expensive beers for like next to nothing, like twelve quid for 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 twelve and stuff like that. People ain't gonna be going in a pub and paying seven quid for a no. bottle of Peroni. No, I think I think there's a lot of goodwill. Pubs are in trouble. They've been closed. They're they're always getting blamed during lockdown, like. There'll be a, an outbreak in a school and they'll close the local pub. Like, you know, pubs pubs have got a lot of stick over the last year. So I think there's a lot of goodwill to go and use them to try and let them, re, like, as you say, recoup losses. But unless it comes back down, they're not going to survive. Yeah. Well, it's more just like the, the, the midweek drink where you'll have one pint. It's not going to be like a weekend eight to ten pint session. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I see groups of people buy one pint and sit and and sit there for their entire booking, and you're like, like I know you're charging a lot for a pint, but it's not, it, you, you can't survive on that. Yeah, that's poor. You should. This is the problem with having to book, though, isn't it? That you are going to get people like that, that that will sit there for an hour nursing one pint, and then people like. Well, both me, both me and Danny's got nice gardens now, so you can come out and sit out there and have a bit. Yeah, decent. I'll only charge you three pound a pint. We shall see you next week, hopefully, maybe. Wish we were thinking. (laughs) Alright. See you later. Bye. Bye.